Um, I want to thank again those of you who are here and those of you who have reached out to me. I apologize that it's been impossible in the last, I don't know, 24, 36 hours to even less than 36 hours because I was offline for Shabbat. Um, so last 24 hours to respond to everyone personally. Um, I, I believe we don't have the issue of uh, anyone having to be muted. I will bring people on as uh, as needed. Um, why you're seeing uh, my friend, Dr. Victoria Sarvati's picture is that we agreed earlier today, if in the event of an air raid siren, you don't see the window behind me, but it's a window that faces to the uh, west, about 40 miles from the Mediterranean coast and about 40 miles from the Gaza Strip, um, we may very well have uh, an air raid siren tonight, in which case um, I've asked Victoria to come on and um, and fill in for me for the few or several minutes that I may be occupied. In any event, I'm Jonathan Feldstein, the privilege of being the president of the Genesis 123 Foundation. And real briefly, you can get more information on our website, genesis123.co. But real briefly, our purpose is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. And this was, this was an imperative. Too many people uh, contacting me, asking what they can do, how to pray, how are we and how how are me and my family, uh, and 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 so I felt that this was a, a great opportunity to um, address many uh, many people, and I'm glad that you're here. The situation. Uh, last thing I want to mention uh, about Genesis one two three. You're here because someone, either I invited you or someone else connected to the Genesis one two three Foundation did. One thing that's real important, we're a group of Jews and Christians here, and one of the things that's super important is we approach one another from our respective traditions, but with mutual respect. And that means we can agree to disagree on a lot of things, but there's so many more things that we can and should and do agree upon. And I uh, am, am real thrilled to have you all here. Um, let me give you a quick update. Uh, I, I want to, I want to um, let you know what happened beginning yesterday morning, yesterday morning Israel time. Um, armed terrorists infiltrated Israel, probably by the thousands. I don't think anyone actually knows the number yet. Um, and some may still be here. As far as I know, and within the last hour, I went and looked at the news. Um, there, there may still be infiltrations in certain places, and I'm not going to say where, because even though this is not public, it's too public. Um, when I wrote my notes that are in front of me, there were more than 650 deaths that had been increasing from 200 uh, this morning to 650. And as of a few minutes before we went online live tonight, the number is now over 700, excuse me, uh, deaths, Israeli deaths, and over 2,200 um, injured. I want to point out that on the first day of the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago, there were fewer casualties than what we've experienced in the last 36 hours here. About 40 to 50% of the population of Israel is living within range of rockets from Gaza. And, uh, and, and as of the best I could tell yesterday, um, most of us at one point or another, that 40 or 50% of a little over nine and a half million, 9.67 million Israeli citizens spend some time in a bomb shelter in the last uh, 24 hours or, or, or the safest room that they have. Let me, let me speak personally. 
um, and you'll forgive me, this is very raw and very uh, emotional on a lot of levels. Um, yesterday was Shabbat, Sabbath, the day of rest. It also coincided with our holiday, Simchat Torah, the, the celebration of the completion of the cycle of the reading of the Torah, which we do every year. And it's a festive celebration. It's um, it's it, it involves worship that goes on in, in the evening and in the in the uh, morning, uh, Friday night, and on Saturday, in this case, uh, for a couple of hours on Friday night, and as many as four to five hours on Saturday day. Um, because it was Shabbat, because it was the holiday, I was completely offline. My family and I were completely offline because it was a holiday. We had dinner at my daughter and son-in-law's house with our grandchildren and walked home, got home around 1 a.m. Um, without having any expectation that we would wake up a few hours later to what, what in fact was going on. Um, I overslept, was tired. Uh, I don't like oversleeping. I don't like not going to services early and being there on time, um, but that was a reality. And as I was lying in bed in this kind of mixed awake asleep state, I um, felt I was hearing the sound of, I don't know, explosions in the distance, but it didn't make sense. And in my mind, to the extent that I was awake, I thought maybe, I don't know, it felt like I was in a distant place where there was a tank uh, training going on. I heard booms, booms, and it made no sense. And I didn't pay any attention to it. And about nine o'clock, and I ne I'm never in bed that late on, on a good day or on a bad day, about nine o'clock, we were, we were jarred awake by the sound of an air raid siren. Um, never has happened to me in bed here before like that. You can't see the window behind me, but it's about 50 yards outside the window. It was in our ears. And my wife and I jumped out of bed. I don't know why, what made me, I need my glasses. She needed her glasses. I don't know what made me think that I had to bring my kippah, but I did. And we ran downstairs and my, my youngest daughter and my youngest son who were sleeping here that night also met us in my oldest son's bed, uh, bedroom, which is our bomb shelter. And we knew something was going on, but we didn't know exactly what. And because it was the Sabbath and because we are offline and we don't do phones and we don't do uh, computers and we don't do TV and we don't get in the car and we don't do all kinds of labor, we knew something was going on because as I said before, we live about 40 miles from, from the closest place that they would be firing rockets in this direction. We know they can reach us. We, we've seen it before. We've experienced it before. We've had rockets land across the valley from our home some, some years ago. But we, we, we were not expecting this then. And when they're shooting this far, we knew something was going on. So we spent the next few hours in and out of the bomb shelter, speculating what it could be. And we insisted that since it wasn't life-threatening for us at the time, we weren't gonna go on the, on the phones to check the news to see what was going on. But we did see things that were unusual. Because I said, it was Sabbath, the day of rest. We live in a 98% modern Orthodox Jewish community. People do not drive. We see foreign workers drive occasionally, a doctor here or there, and guests who might come in and out of our community visiting Orthodox guests, non-religious guests visiting religious guests, uh, hosts. But typically, we don't see that at all. And there were a lot, and I, I, I felt it. And then we started seeing 
young men in uniform, uh, in uniform driving. And the, my, my son saw it, I didn't. Um, a, a soldier standing on the corner near, near our apartment um, looking for a ride, waiting for a ride to get out of, out of town, um, but in uniform. And it was clear that something was going on. And what we discovered, which we all know by now, is there was a surprise attack. Began at 6.20 in the morning. Um, thousands of rockets were fired, uh, probably both to in increase the terror, but also as a cover for their ground, land, and sea incursion, something also incredibly unprecedented. And I felt like, and I still feel like, this is Israel's 9-11. And I don't know where all of you were on September 11th, 22 years ago. I'm still traumatized by it. I remember being glued to the TV that day and for days following. Um, and I felt that today. I realized, and it's only been a day, day and a half, but I couldn't get away from the TV. I couldn't stop following the news as, as reports of 200, 300, 400, 500, 650, 700 casualties and, and, and injured. Um, and I'm going to speak about some of that. Not for a conversation for now, but there will be high level inquiries about the military and intelligence failures that allowed this um, breach of our border and, and breaking into and in, in, in some cases taking over entire. Israeli communities. And some cases, we may still have terrorists in the communities. So at nine o'clock is when we began to know something was, was going on. We were sent to the bomb shelter four or five times. My two daughters who live in Jerusalem each went to their bomb shelter seven or eight times. Um, every time that we came out of the bomb shelter, we could hear the sirens in the distance in other areas and other parts of Gush Etzion, the region south of Jerusalem in which we live. And all of this time, we heard the boom, 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 the noises that I heard lying in bed, realizing now after the fact that that was the Iron Dome shooting down the rockets that were actually coming to our community. And when we went to the bomb shelter, we heard I've lost count, I don't remember, three or four booms over, literally overhead with the Iron Dome um, blowing blowing up something that was inbound to a populated area. I was chastised by my 22-year-old uh, daughter that I'm not Israeli enough. The protocol is to stay in the bomb shelter for 10 minutes after we hear the explosion. And I didn't have patience to do that. I wanted to see what was going on. And also sitting in a dark, cramped room was not for me. We couldn't turn the lights on because it was Shabbat and it wasn't a life-threatening thing. As I said before, hundreds, probably thousands of terrorists broke through. Journalists were with them reporting from Israeli communities. We've seen the videos of, uh, of this. Um, they murdered people on the streets, people who were, who were walking home or walking to synagogue or walking the dog or whatever they were doing. People were murdered in the streets. The terrorists then went door to door knocking and breaking into homes and murdering people in cold blood in their own homes in front of their relatives. Um, there was a video I shared with Victoria. Some of you may have seen. If you remind me, I can share it with you. There are a number of grotesque videos, but of a, of a family being held hostage in their own home by terrorists who had just killed the older daughter and now the, the family pleading trying to grasp with the notion that their sister and daughter had just been killed in front of their eyes and pleading for their own lives. Um, we've seen hostages kidnapped 
from very old to very young. I saw a, a woman on TV today weeping that her 85-year-old mother, her 85-year-old mother was kidnapped and doesn't have her medication. And I heard something today from one of my daughters that's so horrific, that young children have been kidnapped and are being mocked when they're by other children when they're being brought back to Gaza and babies. Jewish babies have been kidnapped and put in chicken uh, in chicken cages and brought back to Gaza. They've been stealing vehicles, which is terribly frightening because that means anyone driving an Israeli vehicle can get anywhere in the country. And if that person is armed, we don't know what havoc they could um, they could could do. Um, I made a. I, I'm looking at my notes on on the left to try and be as much as cogent as possible, but I made some other notes because I needed to share some of the really grotesque things uh, that happened this afternoon. I was sitting here in my office and I went out and my 18 year old son said, did you hear the death count just went up to 600? I said, how? It was just at 400. He said to me, yeah, they found 240 bodies at a, at a concert, the site of a concert where young people had gathered um, the day of the day, yeah, the day on Saturday day um, and when you look at the videos of this, you see hundreds of young people scattering across the field. And it was as if they were being gunned down as if in the, as in a shooting gallery in an arcade. And today, 240 bodies were discovered there. Um, families have been donating uh, DNA. So so the the, the police and and other um, other agencies can identify the the bodies of those who have been killed. Um, we've seen shootouts um, in communities around vehicles. I mentioned elderly being kidnapped and children and babies. Um, I saw something really horrible just on the news a little while ago. Uh, a, a, a family received a phone call on their phone from a terrorist saying that their son had been killed. And the, and the terrorist said that they were representing the army. Now, we know that that's fake. The army doesn't do it that way ever. But they're 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 doing this to inflict terror. And there was even an instance of a murdered woman whose murderer took a picture of her body with her phone and posted the picture of her body on the woman's Facebook page. That's how her family found out that she was dead. And there are many, many, many more instances like this. The crazy and interesting thing is that the terrorists have been documenting it. And while the Nazis documented their murder, at least they had a sense of shame. But these terrorists are not have, have no sense of shame. They are celebrating it. They're out in the streets hand, handing out candy. Unfortunately, Israeli Arabs and Palestinian Arabs who live near me, and I've heard from friends in Europe, which has been overrun by by Muslims and and Arabs uh, for for a number of years, that they're handing out candy and celebrating in parts of European capitals and major cities as well. We've seen families in captivity protecting their children in their own homes. We've seen young people and old people carted away as hostages. Right now, the estimate, the expected uh, number of hostages is more than 100, but, but I don't think anyone knows for sure. Some friends have posted on their social media pictures of those who we know who are missing. But missing doesn't mean that they're hostages. It means maybe we just haven't found their bodies yet. Um, we've seen pictures of people on the social media of, this, of the terrorists lying in pools of blood. 
I want to speak about the international response. Um, I've seen many countries affirmatively standing with Israel. This is black and white. I, I, I wrote that in my article. This could not be more black and white. Um, you have terrorists coming in. It's not even, there's no pretense of a military attack. This is a, a, a grotesque attack at civilians and, and we've seen them documenting it. So thank God countries around the world are, are um, calling it out, are condemning Hamas. But the, my, my concern is what does that really mean in the end? Uh, we've seen President Biden, I waited uh, till he spoke last night before I went and had a Zoom meeting like this with someone else or today, I don't even remember when it was to be honest. Um, I was grateful, I think he spoke well. I didn't think he spoke well enough. I think he should have uh, spoken specifically about the hostages who have been taken. I think he should have, uh, in fact, threatened um, repercussions and not just said uh, to Iran and others that they need to watch out. But here's my problem with President Biden even speaking as positively as he did. Just weeks ago, he released $6 billion in ransom to Iran, and Iran, is the puppeteer behind all of this. Iran has given the green light, Iran funds Hamas, and whether the $6 billion that Iran got a few weeks ago made it to Hamas this week or not to fund any of this operation is incidental because Iran is, is, the, is the king of evil, the, what is it called, the mother of the Islamic evil, and Hamas is their puppet. And Hamas is not, is not an insignificant uh, puppet by no means, but it's very clear that Hamas and Iran were emboldened, and Hezbollah and the Taliban, who are requesting, uh, who are requesting permission from Iraq to, tra to, to transverse Iraqi territory so they can come and fight Israel together. It's all the same beast, and I use the word beast properly. And we don't know how long this is going to last. That all of the world is saying we stand with Israel, we stand with Israel. But my concern is this. As soon as Israel starts hitting back, as soon as we go in with the planes, and that's my concern, and that's why Victoria is here. I believe it could be any minute. I'm not a military person. I have no knowledge of it. It's just in my gut. As soon as we start the the incursions, a land incursion, if that's what also takes place in order to um, root out the terrorists, in order to get back our hostages, um, in order to make sure that there's deterrence, once again, that nobody will ever think that what happened yesterday and today can ever, ever happen again. Um, my concern is that that will unfortunately involve um, a relatively high rate of civilian casualties on the other side, on the on the on the uh, Gazan side, and I and I'm sad for that. I, I, I said yesterday uh, that the Gazans should all go to the beach and hang out there and, and get out of their buildings because we know Hamas builds their bunkers under the buildings, under their uh, under the populated areas, under the hospitals. And if Israel needs to go out to go and take out the terrorists, we need to have the ability to do that. And if you don't want to die because your neighbors are evil Islamic terrorists, then you should go away. And the prime minister also said something to that effect. Um, I'm also concerned with the response of the Saudis. Now, for a number of weeks, if you've been following the news, there's been speculation that we're imminently away from a peace deal with the Saudis. And that's great. I think that that can be excellent for, for a whole lot of reasons. But 
the Saudis, from my perspective, made a calculated error by siding with Hamas on this. Now, maybe they feel that they have to, but it, but in fact, well, I think that what needs to happen is the Saudis need to make a very clear-cut choice. If they have interests, first of all, they're they're equally threatened by Iran. And if they have interest in, in establishing normal uh, relations with Israel, they should be able to do that without being attached to the Palestinian Arab uh, chain and ball on your uh, chain and ball on your ankle. Okay, that's been dragging down the Arab uh, and Islamic world for decades, and there's been no positive results of it at all whatsoever. And I believe that that's what they need to do. I'm hoping that their comment uh, for the public consumption that they want to um, so that they're supporting Hamas uh, in the in this war against Israel is simply for public consumption. And I'm hoping in back channels that they are uh, communicating otherwise. But I want to say this. The Saudis also play another role because it's the fact, and I said this on the record sometime recently, I don't remember where, because there is imminent potential for peace with the Saudis and then and by, by um, uh, association trickle down to other significant and less significant Arab and Islamic countries, the Palestinian Arabs are realizing they have no currency other than terror. They can't ever do anything to get their own state other than terrorize. And, and by doing this and by killing us and by us killing them, which is the inevitability of a war, that's how they will get sympathy in the Arab and Islamic world. And I believe that that's part of the reason that this uh, attack took place now. My prayer, and, and we talk about prayers at the end, is that the Saudis and all other uh, smart thinking Arabs who also realize that, that the Palestinians are not part of the solution, they're part of the problem, and Iran is part of the problem, and Hamas is part of the problem, and Hezbollah and Lebanon and Syria are part of the problem, that they will all realize that they need to dump and break ties from that and do what's good for their own interest. All this triggers into something that's also come up, and I don't know if it's been reported, uh, there, there was a something I read just before coming on that the, America is looking into whether or not there are victims, American victims, that will play a role. We know that there are Thai and um, and and uh, Filipino uh, hostages and victims. And from my briefing this morning with friends in Nepal, I learned that there are not apparently not uh, Nepalese vic uh, victims or hostages, but but injured. Um, my question is, what will these countries do to get that to get back their citizens? Are they going to try to pressure Israel because there are Thai workers or Filipino workers or uh, Nepali or Americans or two Americans? We just saw America ransom five or six people for six billion dollars. So what's to say that that Pre President Biden's not going to do the same thing with Hamas and tell Israel to calm down? I don't know. But that's a deep concern of mine. And all I do know is all of this has emboldened Iran and emboldened all of their um, enemies, uh, the, the, their, their allies, our enemies. Um, what may be coming? There's no question that Israel is going to respond and respond forcefully. I just don't know when and I don't know how. Um, I neglected to mention it's kind of important. Um, yesterday, how we found out about all of this is we were sitting at home Saturday afternoon, 
and my 25-year-old son uh, came in, my son who just got married three months ago. He's now, they're now until they start university in a, in a week, yeah, in a week. Um, they're living at my daughter-in-law's family's house, which is down the block. And he came in and he told us what was going on. And he said, I came home to get my uniform and my equipment because he had a ride in 10 minutes to go back to his, to his base where he was being uh, gathered. And those of you who are parents, you'll, you'll kind of chuckle at this. And then you'll also understand the, the horrible fear and pit in the stomach as he was leaving. He said, don't worry. And the door shut. My wife said, yeah, wait till you have children and your children tell you don't worry when they're going off to war. Parenting in war is, is horrible. In a war like this, because uh, wars like pe people who are, who are uh, logging in from the US and other parts of the world, wars are not usually in your backyard. Wars are deployed and you go off to a foreign country, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Lebanon, Korea, Vietnam, um, Europe, but, but, but here they're just going an hour away an hour and a half. And um, we also learning a lot about parenting during war because my daughter, my son-in-law was also called up. He was one of the first. Um, my daughter has three children under five. So she's been at home alone. Although my wife and daughters have been shifting going there. Um, so there will be necessarily some sort of operation. We just don't know what or when. There have been calls here in Israel broadly by people on TV. Uh, I've, I've been watching one channel particularly, and I'm I'm shocked at the number of people who are talking about the notion that we need to destroy Hamas. Problem is Hamas is infiltrated around two or three million Palestinian Arabs, and Israel still has a moral army. Going into Gaza will put our soldiers in in uh, harm's way necessarily, um, and we would do that not necessarily for precision um, in terms of taking out terrorists, but in order to prevent civilian casualties on the on the Arab side. And that's a very perverse thing to have my son on, potentially on the verge of going in and my son-in-law and others that we know, uh, all of the young men who are piling out of this community on Saturday, uh, late morning and afternoon, that that we're going to risk their lives in order to save the lives of Arab civilians who are who whose whose leaders are infiltrated and using them as as a human as a human shield, which is again which is a war crime. Uh, not not that we need to make a list of war crimes this week. There have been many of them. Um, there will be many casualties, and that's that's painful. Um, also, because and I want to underscore this. Because terrorists don't wear uniforms. When that does happen, don't believe everything you hear. And not only don't believe everything you hear, challenge it, please. The terrorists do this. They will line up people who they say are dead and they say that they were civilian. Well, of course they're gonna look civilian because they're wearing civilian clothes. But in fact, they're terrorists. And that's one of the things that I'm super proud about with the IDF is that we, target the terrorists. We've called off, I've seen videos of, of uh, um, strikes against terror leaders called off because civilians are in the area, because children were playing nearby. And a whole operation 
to take out a terror leader, even on the way to commit a terror act, has been canceled as a result. So know that up front, that as soon as this starts, and I pray maybe it won't, I don't know how it won't, but I but maybe it won't, but assuming it does, also expect those lies. Um, we know that they will exploit any opportunity to give Israel black eye. They don't care who dies, they don't care if it's us, they celebrate, and if it's them, they also celebrate. Um, I wrote a little bit in my article today that was in town hall. Uh, right now, Gaza is occupied by Hamas. Hamas took over the Gaza Strip in uh, a very bloody coup, forcing out the Palestinian Authority about almost 20 years ago, 17 years ago. Um, when they talk about Gaza being occupied, friends, it's not occupied by Israel. We pulled out even our, not just our last civilians and military and, and houses were raised. We even, we even disinterred bodies from cemeteries and reinterred them um, over the green line so that there would not be a Jewish uh, presence at all in Gaza. Gaza is occupied by Hamas, and Hamas is a terrorist leader holding not just more than 100 Israeli hostages, but millions of Palestinian Arabs hostage as well. If it were up to me, I would institute a full blockade of Gaza. I'm pleased, it's shocking actually, that we provide uh, energy and fuel to Gaza, knowing that they're, that they're just going to use all of these resources to... Um, to continue to uh, attack us or build their bunkers or build their weapons. Um, we've cut off electricity, I believe. I believe we've cut off fuel. If they were up to me, I would cut off water. I would cut off every delivery through any Israeli port. Um, one of the two uh, main uh, crossings uh, of Israel between Israel and Gaza where supplies and civilians pass through um, coming to work was also attacked yesterday. So we're down 50%. Um, as, at least as long as there's a single Israeli hostage, that would be my, um, that would be my um, beginning of a solution. Now, very few people here in Israel are not connected. I'm, I'm, it's shocking to me to see how many people I know know somebody who's either already been killed or who's or who's missing or taken hostage? It's that it's that big of uh, of of an incident that's going on. Um, today, I wanted just to share um, my two of my daughters. My they're my second and third, respectively. Went to try to give blood. There have been so many Israelis lining up to give blood, knowing that they're not only two thousand injured so far, but a military operation is going to be something that will probably have many more casualties. Um, they were turned away. They showed up in the middle of the afternoon and either weren't enough speds or not enough supplies and they were turned away. So they're hoping to go back uh, tomorrow to give blood. Um, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait a little bit because if we need lots of blood now, we're gonna need it. We're gonna need it just as much in two weeks for, for regular surgeries. Um, I'm afraid for my son and son-in-law, and I'm afraid for other other young men and young women who who have been called back into the army. Um, for those of you who know your Bible, there's a little-known mitzvah obligation, negative obligation that we have: "Thou shalt not." Um, in Deuteronomy 24, verse five, 
that says, some of you are probably nodding your head and already know what I'm talking about, that a newlywed should not be called into military service for a year. As soon as he left, I thought, oh my God, he's leaving my daughter-in-law. They're not even married. They're not even married three months. And now, and now he's going off to war. Fortunately, she hasn't been called up because she also serves in a relatively high-level um, intelligence unit. Um, I'm afraid what might happen to them, but I'm also afraid of what they might be called to do. Um, and I don't know what that will be, and I don't want to speculate because I think I'll just break down. Um, and as much as that's personal for me here today as I'm speaking with you, um, it's it's personal for hundreds of thousands of us here in Israel today. Um, I want to begin to wrap up. I want to make time for opening questions. We're also for taking your questions. I, I also we're going to close. I've asked a couple of people if they would um, help join us at the end and close us in prayer. Um, but speaking of prayer, um, when you finish this conversation, tell everybody about it. There will be a video. I'll send you a link. We'll upload it to, to our YouTube and send you a link. And you feel free to share this with as many people as you want. Um, we need to pray for the soldiers. They all must come home safely. Matter of fact, tomorrow at 11 o'clock, we're having a funeral here in our community of a 20-year-old soldier who was uh, who was killed yesterday. So that's starting. Um, it probably won't be the last, but please pray for the soldiers. Please pay, pray for the families of the victims, people who are injured, people who've been killed, and those who, whose families are we know are hostages, and those who we don't know where they are yet. And please pray for all of Israel. Um, we're, we're hurting. We're hurting right now. Um, um, I heard some commentators on TV say that this is even worse than the Yom Kippur War, and that was before the death count was up over 700. Um, this is a shocking military and intelligence failure. We'll come back. We'll be okay. We'll recover. Um, but we need a lot of prayer. There, there are a lot of people who are who are um, already victims from the war 50 years ago and more recent wars and terror and for whom this is creating tremendous, tremendous trauma. Um, please, anywhere in the next week or two weeks or however long this is gonna go on, um, speak up and speak out. Do not allow any moral equivalency. Do not allow anyone to talk about the um, cycle of violence, or disproportionate response or anything of that nature. Israel Israel's been absurdly generous with these Hamas terrorists. Um, and I think that this is the end of that. The, 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 the train is out of the station. And I think that this may be the end of that. I just don't know how it's going to end. Um, please be proactive in anything you see on social media or in any conversation, or if you're watching the news, comment, make comments, stand up, and be, and if you see gross things that you know intuitively are not right or don't sound right, be defensive, stand up and make comments. Unfortunately, as comforted as I am to see so many of you here, and this is happening many, many times all over the world with briefings like this taking place in so many places, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm comforted by that, and I know 
All of us are. We're outnumbered. We're outnumbered, the good guys, by at least 100 to 1, maybe 1,000 to 1. Now, we know that works in the Bible, right? It's still okay, but we need you to stand strong with us, please. Um, I, I didn't even put it out here. I, I, I forgot. Uh, yesterday, I think, in, in the video I put out, I, I asked people to consider making a donation. And for those of you who know me, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying is true. And those of you who don't know me, um, please trust me and you'll get to know me uh, soon. And, and this will be the beginning, I pray. Um, I, I'm calling for donations and it's early. And I'm saying very, very straightforward. I don't know yet what we're going to do with the money. And I'm glad about that because I sit back and I wait for the dust to settle and I look to see where can we make the biggest impact and do so with integrity. Because for me, one of the reasons I started the Genesis 123 Foundation in 2018 was because I see so much lack of integrity, especially as it relates to Jewish Christian relations and people objectifying Christians as a faith-based ATM just to get money out. And I know most of the people participating here are Christian. I don't accept that. That is not my standard. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to see where we can make the biggest impact. If it were up to me, I would go buy a, a burger or a shawarma for every soldier down there just to send, wrap it in a paper that says, with love from Christians all over the world. And I would and I would um, be providing for a, a facility in Stero that we've been funding for a while to, to help orphans and at-risk youth, people who are at the lowest rungs, who live in a society that's that's scary and whose homes are scary and therefore they need this extra help for the terror victims, for the victims from the past who for whom this opens wounds and for the new victims. And civilian security, I'll tell you what, we've been very blessed to be able to provide these very neat backpacks filled with anything you can imagine for a security incident, um, not enough of them. And we need more of those. I don't remember how much they cost. It's, a, it's several hundred dollars because it's so much. Um, portable bomb shelters, we still need those. Trauma relief, trauma here in my own community. We had a few rockets, but you probably know the situation that took place just six, uh, six months ago today. Six months ago today. My, my neighbors, Lucy and Maya and Rena D were shot down in a, in a, in a terrorist assassination um, a mother and two daughters during the Passover holiday, April 8th. I just looked at the date, April 8th, six months ago, exactly. Trauma, trauma is existing here now because of what happened six months ago and because of, of the fear that's being um, imparted now. And we need to get this message out more and more. And I'll assess and I'll communicate with everybody. That's my commitment. That's my promise. That's my integrity. That's I have many reasons why I don't sleep at night. And in the last few nights, all the more so, my, my lack of integrity is not that. So please know when you give, and I'm going to ask you to give at love.genesis123.co, love.genesis123.co. I'll send it to you in an email as a follow-up. Um, you also have an opportunity to send a prayer, send a blessing, send words of encouragement that we will copy and distribute to the people um, with whom we're to whom we're giving it. And here's the thing: if I had a million dollars for each of those projects, and there are more I could list, that still wouldn't be enough. So I, I I beseech you to give, to give generously, 
And to know that my not knowing where we're going to put the money is a sign of integrity, not a sign of being wishy-washy. Um, I wanna, at this point, open up for questions and I invite questions. Um, please use the Q&A uh, fe feature. I'm gonna do my best to answer as many as possible. Um, Brian Hornsby, thank you. I think I answered your question about how can we be praying for us today, um, but pray as your heart leads you. Um, we need that. Um, Pastor Todd Schumacher in, in Lake Charles, thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Um, please share this widely. Uh, Pastor Lydia praying, thank you for my son and son-in-law, but yeah, but we have many, many more who, who also um, need our prayers. Um, Joshua Christian, nice to see you here. Um, question, what would I expect the Israel-loving Christian community uh, from the Christian Israel-loving Christian community, especially here in the U.S.? Um, excellent question. Uh, contact all of your elected officials. You all have a governor, you all have two senators, you all have a, a congressperson, um, and you all have a president and a vice president. And whether they represent your political philosophy or don't represent your political philosophy, it's no longer how it was when I was in college where you had to sign up for a plan with MCI friends and family and wait until after nine o'clock at night to make a call at a reduced rate. All of the calls to the White House and to everyone's office are free calls. Program those numbers into your phone, call them, say that you want everyone to make a positive statement, in, a positive and unequivocal statement in support of Israel and to ask them to update you on that. And, and if there are others who have ideas, what can be done, but that's especially in the United States where you have a, we have a beautiful representative democracy. Um, what happened, Fritz, your question, what happened to the intelligence agencies of the US and Israel? Uh, something nefarious. So I heard something today. I don't know if it's true and I don't like to um, speculate in things that are not true, but it's a reasonable speculation that, uh, that Iran was responsible for uh, for for um, hacking certain military uh, um, infrastructure here that may have prevented us from knowing what was going on. We don't know what happened, why there was a intelligence failure, why you know fifty years fifty and fifty years and two days ago was the was the beginning of the Yom Kippur War, and that had a whole national commission. If you by the way, shh, don't tell anyone. If you remind me personally by email, I have a live link for the movie Golda that happens to be free. Um, it, it highlights the challenges of the, it's a good movie. I don't think it's as great as everyone else is saying, but it's a good movie and highlights the challenges that 50 years ago, I'll be glad to share that with you until someone takes it down. Um, there are clear failures, clear failures, and those will not happen again in my lifetime, I believe. Um, Thank you, Amri Srochai. Let Israel be strong and strengthened. Thank you. Um, okay, Pastor Todd again. I have seen firsthand while in Israel how Jonathan operates. Oh, thank you, Todd. Um, and Genesis 1, 2, 3, he's a man of integrity and above board with all his resources. Thank you for that. That means a lot. Um, thank you, Fritz. I sent, Again, you, you sent your son off to war and now a grandson. I pray it, 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 in, his, in his senior year at West Point, I pray that you and your family will be safe and, and come visit us. Lord Simon Redding, what a dear friend. Um, why was the IDF so slow to respond 
to the Hamas attack. Um, Hamas, it was not a chance that they waited till Saturday, the Saturday of Simchat Torah, the day of celebration. They knew intuitively, just like 50 years ago, that Israelis would be on vacation celebrating the holidays. And there we were short staffed probably. And if there was a intelligence failure or a hacking, we don't know that yet. Um, that will be investigated. Israel, unfortunately, has many of these investigations after wars. Um, I'm concerned about that for the future, but right now I want to pray that we are um, safe and um, and we're able to uh, restore the deterrence and defeat the enemy. Um, uh, Pastor Todd, you're very, uh, pro, pro, what's the word? I'm, I'm tired. Um, prolific today. Is there any validity to the question about how this happened, considering that the border, border with Gaza is so well guarded and with some of the best technology in the world? Why was the response so slow? What happened with the Iron Dome? Um, how did Hamas, I don't know if Hamas acquired a tank, uh, a tank killing drones. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, and I don't know why intelligence, I've answered most of the questions um, that you just posed. Um, the Iron Dome, as best as I can tell, at least worked well. But but again, in the in the immediate onslaught, if there were two or three thousand rockets launched, we have ten percent to get through. We know that that's about the number. And unfortunately, so if you're going to have two thousand launched, two hundred are going to get through. And if half of those two hundred are going to populated areas, you have your answer. Um, Thank you for the prayers, Paushali praying. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're going to come visit here soon and have Shabbat dinner. Um, the hostages, Brian, uh, the hostages will be a problem, are a problem. Will it, will Israel have to release terrorist prisoners to get the hostages back? I don't know. I don't know. That pains me. I don't know. Um, Shanine, I don't know. I, that That's the hardest question of the night so far. Um, Shanine, do you know if there's a way to donate blood from the United States? Uh, there is not. I actually attempted to do that years ago and realized that if we did that, that might be a major diplomatic problem. Parthenia, thank you. I'm going to post the link. If you, thank you for writing it for me. I'm going to post it in the comments that everybody can see it. And this is the link where you can donate, uh, love.genesis123.co. So please um, consider giving there and sharing with everybody to do that. Um, Dave Greenberg, how many people in Israel walk around armed and ready and prepared for this kind of attack? It seems a bit of a mystery here for us thinking that everyone there is armed, and this is surprising that this could all happen. So um, where I live in the Judean mountains, which is over the green line, um, we have a lot, a lot higher percent of people who are armed. I don't know in what's called the Gaza envelope area. I don't know that honestly anyone ever imagined that there would be this kind of infiltration. So I don't know if there was ever an, a, a proactive effort to um, to arm people. But it's it's relatively easy to get a weapon here, based on where you live and based on having had military service. But it's not as easy as in America. Um, I don't I don't have an answer. But you're right. It seems that if um, if more people had had weapons there then more terrorists could have been engaged. But we're gonna we're gonna learn about that. I don't know the answer. It's a very good question. Um, Steve Stephen Swart from um, South Africa, 
um, not only a good friend of Israel and personally, but and an author in our new book that's just come out, Israel the Miracle. Um, forgive me for not acknowledging also Victoria and I believe Anne. I'm not sure who else is here. Oh, Lord Simon Redding, um, but but a sitting MP in South Africa. Thank you for your solidarity and being so strong for us on our southern flank. Um, Betty, I understand about getting the money and waiting to see where the best place to put. I do the same in my ministry, BetsySwan.com, and I'm happy to donate. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, praying continuously, Dennis, Pastor D in San Diego. Um, it's good to see you here. Pastor Ray Hardy, um, two advisory board members of the Genesis 123 Foundation. Kaushali, it's disgusting to hear from Arab people here in Germany celebrating the deaths of Jews. What would you suggest the best way to respond to Arab people per personally? I know personally. Um, you know, that's hard because Germany has imported so many Arabs recently. And something we haven't spoken about since I came back from Germany, visiting you a few weeks ago, how inspired I was, but how sad because Germany as a nation has dealt so well with its with its um, responsibility for the Holocaust, but in the last decade has imported anti-Semitism in the form of um, Arabs from all over the world who bring in and uh, hostile anti-Semitism. Um, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, I, I welcome if other people want to share. I don't know the answer how to confront um, the Arab people other than tell them that they're wrong, that they're that 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 the Arab narrative that Israel doesn't belong or that we're occupiers or that this is not our land and that we are not party to God's original covenant and this is the covenanted land and they even acknowledge that in the Quran. Okay, there actually I'm getting I'm getting warmed up. We need to dig deeper on that. The Quran acknowledges that we are the inheritors, that we are the rightful inheritors of this land. And there's even a, if you remind me, even a document from the Islamic Waqf here in the 1920s, I believe, that affirms that the Temple Mount is in fact the Temple Mount, not some place that was waiting for a golden dome to be built on it several hundred years ago. Um, yeah, Joshua, thank you. Um, for for the at Nathaniel Fellowship, working on a letter to your congressman. I'd love to see that. And if you want to send that to me, um, if anyone wants to send it to me, I'll be glad. I'm considering this a fellowship. And I, if you're willing to be on a private email list, I'd love to share resources as a group. I, I appreciate this, even though we're not interacting um, as a group, but I, I, I'd love for that interaction. Um, a plea has gone out for more doctors. Yes, there have been there has been a plea for doctors who can come here for a while and 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 roll up their sleeves and help. Um, so so if there are retired doctors, please um, uh, be in touch. I have a phone number of somebody who we can reach out to. Thank you, Libya. Um, a remarkable movie, Golda. Yeah, a remarkable person and a very very sad story. Um, would it not be prudent not only to create a bridge between? Christians and Jews, but between Christians and Jews and Muslims. That's um, uh, Dr. Tina Bauer Goldsmith. Yeah, that would be prudent. That's not my thing. Um, Jews and Christians share scripture. Muslims do not. Um, I believe that Muslims do not worship the creator um, that Jews and Christians worship. Um, they are monotheistic, but Allah, as they refer to their God, is not the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Can't be because in Genesis 12, 3, uh, they, they already corrupt the story of Genesis 12, 3 by saying that Abraham went to sacrifice his son Ishmael, even though the language is very clear in, the, in, in, in Genesis 22, 
I may have said 12-3. Um, I, I, I admire that. And in college, I had a, a friendship with a Syrian medical student. Um, and we tried to, and interestingly enough, I tried to create that dialogue that you're asking about. He wouldn't sit with Christians because he did he considered Christian to be Christianity to be um pagan and uh polytheistic. So so I'm not going there. Um John Matarazzo, thank you from Charisma. Thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah, and we need to schedule a private conversation for the, our Charisma family. Um uh Libya, I believe that this well-organized attack could not have been prevented. It looks like word of mouth. Uh well we don't know. We're gonna find out. I don't know. I don't know how they I don't know how they beat us on this, but we're not gonna we're we 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 lost a battle, we're not losing the the war. For sure not. Um Brian, thank you for seconding my being of my integrity. Um I'm I'm uncomfortable reading your words because I don't like self-flattery, but um Jonathan is a true friend of Christians and one that I lift up with high regards so generously, my brothers and sisters and Yeshua. Um you're sowing into a great ground. Thank you. That really means a lot. Thank you, Brian. Um, Annie, um, thank you for your comment uh, about being informative. I hope you will be here in November. Unfortunately, if things go well, I won't be. So I'm going to be in my book launch tour in America. But let's connect. Um, Bet Betty, again, um, could you send the website? Sure. Genesis, it's in the chat. Um, Genesis, excuse me, love.genesis123. .co and I will send as, as in, in an email as a follow-up as well. Thank you for that. Um, please let us know as time goes on, we can do in the US. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I may be in your area for the book launch tour. We need to talk in Virginia. Um, Parthenia, is there an online resource in Israel for US volunteers to sign up as medic? Uh, please reach out to me individually. I'll, I'll see if I can find out, I don't know. Um, Marion. How are things in the Arabic communities and other parts of Israel? That is a great question. I have a dear friend who's a Christian Arab. We're like brother and sister. Uh, we were in touch today. She shared with me um, videos. The, the crime rate in the Arab community here in Israel, Arab on Arab crime, wow, there are a lot more con conversations I have to answer, has been horrific. We have nearly 200 Arabs who have been killed by Arab on Arab crime this year alone and that's a record number and it's scary and I was in touch with my friend a lot about this today she was sharing broad daylight terror attacks by Arabs on Israeli Arabs and for me I as an Israeli as an Orthodox Israeli Jew I'm ashamed that that happens to our citizens um, she always says that we need to look out because if they have those weapons we are lucky we are very lucky that those weapons have not been turned on us yet um, but but the Arab community is suffering and at the same time, celebrating what much of it, not all of it, what's going on. Uh, I'll just share another anecdote. Marion, you know, my wife, uh, I told you, I think she's in the tour guide course. Her course is about a third um, Palestinian, people who identify as Palestinian Arabs, um, which is crazy if you think about uh, Israelis, uh, the Israeli tour guide course, accepting Palestinian Arabs to become licensed guides. Um, but they were supposed to be on tour today in the South and um the tension in the country, but the tension in the group, um, where many of the Arabs are supportive of, of Hamas and their quote unquote resistance has been uh, very difficult. Um, yes, Paushali, we block, we block people in social media. That's 
our new weapon. Libya, thank you for writing. Elsa, please share what you write to your senator and representative. Rebecca, taking a collection to Genesis 1, 2, 3, thank you so much um, and for holding us in prayer. APAC.org, uh, we're, we're, I'm not sure what the context was. There have been a few, APAC is a great organization um, that, that is a, a lobbying, not a lobby, but an advocacy organization. Um, are the Palestinians descendants of Edomites? No, the Palestinians, Palestinian Arabs, this is a long conversation. I'm just gonna say this and it's not politically correct, but it's factually correct. Um, there are indigenous Palestinian Arabs who, who lived here long before the, the mass Jewish return that began in the late 19th century, fact. Um, however, we also know biblically that when the Jewish people began to come back, historically and biblically, the land started to prosper again. And at that time, if you look at the growth of the uh, Arab population here in the land of Israel and what, what the British then called Palestine, although the Ottomans called it something else, um, you see a, a growth that it's not possible that it's natural growth. It's simply a large influx of Arabs from other parts of the Arab world. And we know historically where they came from and, and, and that that's documented. Um, they are not descendants of uh, Edomites. They are indigenous, um, part of them, and part of them are not, but they're here now a few generations and they consider themselves Palestinians. And therefore my response is whether they're real or not and whether the term Palestinian is uh, was used ever before, before I was born, um, in 1964 uh, to describe anyone other than the Jewish population of Palestine at the time. Um, I think that uh, I think that um, we're looking at a, a, a real situation that needs to be dealt with, even if this is not an ancient situation. John, yeah, let's be in touch about doing an interview right after this Zoom. I believe I can. My voice is, let me rest my voice a few. Thank you, Rachel, for your prayers. Joshua Christian again. Um, dozens of Americans are among the hostages. I didn't know that. Um, do you think that President Biden will be offering a billion dollars per person? Well, I sure hope not, because we see that that was a bad policy to, a few weeks ago, and it's a bad policy now. The answer to, um, to, to terror is to defeat terror. We always give God the opportunity to turn their hearts. And God has that opportunity right now, and he had it yesterday, he had the day, to, the day before. And if he's not doing it, we have the opportunity and the obligation to defeat them. And and uh, if you don't like that, I'll stand on it, but but that's that's my that's my belief. Thank you again, uh, Parthenia, love.genesis123.co. The terrorists are inviting local uh, inviting the local Arabs, but they did not engage. There, there have been some local Arabs, but fortunately, most do not want to engage. Um, Betty, you've donated. Thank you. I hope many who do in this conversation will encourage you. Um, okay. I've, wow, rolled through all of these, I hope, I think. Are there any more questions? Um, I'll, I'll take questions, but you know what? This is real appropriate now to begin inviting some people in. As I, as I said at the outset, um, we're, we're a fellowship of Jews and Christians approaching each other from our respective traditions with mutual respect. And therefore, I'm going to ask a couple of uh, pre predominantly Christian friends to come on, and if they would uh, begin closing us out um, in prayer. Um, 
Victoria, I know I didn't ask you this, um, but you've been sitting here waiting patiently, and thank God there have not been um, bombs uh, to send me scattering to the bomb shelter. But if you would like to join and be one of the people to close us out in prayer, I'm looking to see how I can bring in Parthenia we discussed. Bear with me. But yeah, that would be great. Victoria, please. And I'm just going to be um, bringing some people in and trying to have everybody uh, take their turn. Do you want me to start? Sure, please. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for hosting this Zoom meeting or this web webinar. It has been very um, informational and uh, and in a way encouraging, um, but then sobering at the same time. So, what makes me what comes to my mind most foremost is that we need God, absolutely, and in this situation, and it's not so far from home when you think about it. I know you guys are uh, an ocean away, but it but there's so many connections, and so we're just really a lot closer to something like this here than we think. So God, I thank you for Israel. I thank you that your hand has been upon her, that this is your land, the place where you have placed your name, the place where you have placed your throne, and it is the inheritance of your people, God. And I thank you, God, that you are watching over it. You never sleep, you never slumber, but you watch over your your city and your your land and your people. We thank you for the sovereignty of Israel. We know that this is an act of God. It's your will, God, because you brought it all together. And for that, we're so grateful. And we uphold this, this sovereign nation, this sovereign state as more than sovereign, but it is holy and it's set apart unto you and for your purposes. Lord, I thank you for the nations that are standing behind Israel. I pray that you begin to work in the hearts of the leaders of all the nations and protect the nations, God, who have come against and condemned the Hamas actions. Lord, you, you said in, in Jesus, Yeshua, you said in your, your words in Matthew that there are going to be sheep and goat nations and you will separate them. So, Lord, I thank you for the ones that you consider sheep nations, that you they are a part of your flock they are your sheep and that you will protect them and keep them and they will be rewarded so we just thank you for that god and may you put it in the hearts of more leaders to stand up and condemn what hamas is doing lord we don't know if this is um if this will continue or how long it may go it is a very masterfully executed and very sophisticated um work god that has been in the process sophisticated weapons and and strategies it's beyond what i think hamas by itself can do so i know that there is a collection of countries there's a conspiracy of countries there is a group lord that have come together and they've they've said let's cut them off from being a nation i see psalm 83 as as maybe uh as coming to pass they say that may their name, the name Israel, be no more in remembrance. And they've consulted together with one consent, and they are confederate against you. Lord, I pray that you break this down, that you begin to go into the innermost chambers where all these strategies are being um, discussed, and that you begin to silence the voices and cause confusion, Lord, in the enemy camps, that they cannot actually do what they intend to do. Thank you, Lord, that you will 
persecute them with your tempest and you will make them afraid with your storm. Lord, I just hang on to your words of encouragement as you fill their faces full of shame so that they seek your name, O oh Lord. If there can be any of them, Lord, that be confounded, will turn to you, then Lord, I pray that you find those, those souls that you can bring to the, the understanding that you are God and there is none other. It's not Allah, it's you, the creator of all, all things, the creator of the universe. And then Lord, I just pray that you continue to protect Israel. Your arm is not short, Lord. Your ear is not deaf. And Lord, I pray that you continue and that you I pray this in the name of, of uh, your uh, your your son. I pray, pray it in the name of the uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, and your Messiah. Amen. Thank you. Um, Marion, Pastor Marion Janeri. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, am I doing something wrong? Because the video isn't on, just the audio. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe that's me. No, I don't know. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well let's, let's just hear you. We'll hear your heart. Video. I mean, audio. So I have uh, two thoughts. And one, first of all, Jonathan, thank you. I'm heartbroken. I'm, I, I feel the terror that you feel and we love you deeply. And I think everyone on this call feels the same way. Um, I want to share with you all and pray in this way, the way I've been praying since early this morning, when I got up, I've been praying scripture and I've been praying a song that the Lord uh, reminded me of. And so I want to first pray some scripture that uh, came to mind this morning, Psalm 144, where the Psalm of David and it's a psalm of preservation. And he says, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Oh God, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge. And he goes on to pray that I will sing a new song to you, O Lord. On the harp of 10 strings, I will sing praises to you. And he says, rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks of lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons, Jonathan, your sons, your son, your son-in-law may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as pillars scriptured, sculptured in the palace style and that our barns may be full. And it psalmist ends with, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. It is hard to find happiness in this moment, but God, as we press into the Psalm of David, we seek Lord that you would be our fortress. You would be our strong tower. You would train our hands for war and keep our hearts happy in you, Lord, that we would remember you are our God. And Lord, we take down these foreigners, Lord, that are coming against our blessed Israel. Lord, your land of favor, and we speak life and peace and grace for Israel today. And Lord, I want to pray this song. And for those of you that are listening here, I wish I had the video, but but um, but I just want to say this song was written by my son and daughter-in-law. They're on this um, uh, link today, I believe. And uh, 
you I posted on my Facebook page so that you could find the song Marion Ingenieri. Um, but Marion, please share it with me and I will send it out to everybody by email. Okay, perfect. I will as soon as I'm done here. And this song, I felt like I've been sorry for the choking up, but I've been moved to tears all morning. And this song just takes me when I felt like, Lord, how do I pray? Because I want to pray forcefully. And here's what this song says. And I want to, and as I'm reading the song, I'm praying it. And I'm asking you to go and listen to this song and pray the words of this song. Go back to Psalm 144 and pray the words of the Psalmist David. And this is the words of the song. And it's the title of the song is You Are With Us by Lydia Engineering, my daughter in love. Your kingdom is here now. Your kingdom is now. Oh, we will not wait. We will not back down. You lead us with light and darkness must bow for you are our strength and the reason we can shout. You are with us, God almighty. We are yours. We will not fear. Ever forward, love is our banner. You are with us. You are with us. We stand on your word and strongholds must come down. And as we move where you lead, let your presence shake the ground. You are with us, God Almighty. We are yours and we will not fear. Ever forward loves our banner. You are with us. You are with us. You are with us, God Almighty. We are yours. We will not fear. We will not fear. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. You are life. You are truth, our Emmanuel. At the end of it all, when our race is run, we will give you the crowns you've already won. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. You are life, you are truth, our Emmanuel. And the gates of hell will not prevail. You are life, you are truth. You are with us, God Almighty. We are yours, we will not fear. Ever forward loves our banner. You are with us, you are with us. Lord, would you be with us? Lord, would you be with us as we face this thing, this darkness and the gates of hell will not prevail. We will not have the gates of hell prevail. Instead, we will come against them. We stand with our brother, Jonathan, and our brothers and sisters in Israel and with our land. Lord, you said this is your favorite land, Lord. This is your place of favor. And so, God, we stand with you. We stand against the darkness that is coming there and the gates of hell will not prevail. And we speak, oh God, and we say, yes, Lord, you can do this. Let the gates of hell be taken down because the strongholds that are coming against us will not prevail. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. Um, I, I asked a few other people to, to be prepared to pray. And then I just also invited several more of you on. Um, if you're not, if you don't want to, feel free to bow out. But um, looking at what time it is in Africa, I'd like to invite Major Daughter to come on and pray, followed by uh, by Steve Swart, our resident parliamentarian. Major Daughter, are you with us? Okay, Steve, maybe you. Thank you, thank you so much, Jonathan. I don't have. Um, video working so just from my side firstly may i just thank you for hosting us tonight there are so many of us south africans that are standing with you we as parliamentarians sent out a message of support a message of condemnation of hamas 
from the African Christian Democratic Party. And as you know, Kenneth Meshwe, our leader, his daughter is flew into Tel Aviv last night. So um, my message is, is from Isaiah 40 to just speak a word of comfort to all my Jewish brothers and sisters at this time. Comfort, chapter 40. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her. Her warfare is ended. Her iniquity is pardoned, for it's received from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. As you've said, it's a mystery. We don't understand all these things. But I want you to know from South Africa, despite what the government of South Africa says, there are millions of South Africans that love Israel, that love the Jewish people. And we speak a word of comfort and love to you at this time. We are lifting you up in prayer continually. And I pray now, Lord, I pray for, for, for firstly, forgive us as South Africans for, for the South African government that continually stands against Israel and the Jewish people. Forgive us. But thank you that we can stand as watchmen on the wall at this time. And if we can stand against those evil forces that would seek to destroy Israel and the Jewish people. And just as I said in Parliament, I'm Israel Chai, the people of Israel will live. I thank you that at this time, we can pray the protection of Psalm 91 on Israeli soldiers that are going into battle. Father, I've studied military history and I've seen the miracle, miracles that have happened in 1967, in 1973, and so many times. And we pray angelic protection, angelic forces being arrayed at this time. I thank you, Father, that you will comfort, comfort those families that have lost their members, that have soldiers that have lost their lives. Comfort. I pray, Father, for angelic interventions for those hostages, that they would be quickly released. I pray protection upon them. And, yes. Father, I pray for decisive action by the Israeli Defense Force. And I thank you, Father, for decisive decision-making at this time. I thank you for a decisive victory that will serve as a deterrent that no one will dare ever try this again. I thank you, Father, as I said earlier, that the people of Israel will live. I'm Chai. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We all need elected representatives like this. Maybe I can get you a job here. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Major Daughter, if you're with us, we'd love to have you come on board. Otherwise, I'm going to pop over to Bill. Bill Castle? Um, are you there and able to unmute? And would you like to pray? Yes. Here we go. Am I are, am I through? Oh, okay. You are. I, you are. Thank you. Yeah, I I pray that uh, that people may become more broadly aware, especially within the Catholic community, which is my own, and that they will throw their support behind Israel and the Israeli people. And that they will participate in tangible ways and in spiritual ways that this might be brought to a conclusion and that God's will may be done. Amen. Thank you, Bill. Um, Parthenia? Hello, Jonathan. Thank Hi. you so much for hosting this. And um, as you know, we've been communicating and 
our prayers are definitely with you personally because you have family involved. Uh, your son, uh, Natan, and your son-in-law, I could not remember his name, but I've been calling their names before the Lord all Thank day. Um, and I just feel like Father just wants me to pray specifically comfort, very similar to uh, the other gentleman who just spoke. And so I like to use scripture because it's more effective than my words, right? <laughs> so from Jeremiah chapter 8, uh, verse 20, I'll just read the uh, last few scriptures here. It says, the harvest is finished and the summer is gone. The people cry, yet we are not saved. I hurt with the hurt of my people. I mourn and am overcome with grief. Is there no medicine or balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why is there no healing for the wounds of my people? And so I pray very specifically uh, for comfort, for healing of the brokenhearted. Um, I had a friend I couldn't be on earlier who called me from Israel and she was literally falling apart. And so I, I prayed that for her because this is this is such a tragedy, um, traumatic experience. Uh, I literally saw her heart broken, her soul. And so I just asked the Lord just to go in and apply the balm of Gilead and heal. And so I speak that over the, all of the Jewish people, Father God, you are the God of all comfort. There's no one like you. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're the God of the land of Israel and of the Jewish people. These are your people that you love. This is the apple of your eye. And so we thank you for comforting them deep in their soul where no medicine, nothing can reach but you. The other Psalm I wanna pray is Psalm 123. The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, as is what's happening right now in Israel, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my, my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And so once more, I just pray, Father God, I thank you for, for the word. I thank you for your words of comfort, the Psalms of, of just uh, trouble at the beginning of the Psalm, but how you rescue your people at the end. Each of the Psalms that David would write, he'd talk about the enemy that's after him and how can you stand letting the enemy, which is your enemy, attack your people? But he always saw victory at the end of that very psalm. And he'd be rejoicing that God delivered him from the hands and the snares of the wicked one. And so, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for deliverance for your beloved people, for your beloved land. And I speak this. In the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, Parthenia. You're originally from uh, Louisiana. 
we're going to pop over to Pastor Todd Schumacher, who's in Lake Charles. It's an honor to be here. Very much an honor to be here. Just know that at all our services today, we prayed for you. Thank you. And for Israel, we prayed for you, for, for Israel, the peace of Jerusalem. And I just want to pray out of Psalms chapter 20, which is enemy. And he says this, he says, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God upright. Save, O Lord, may the king answer us in the day we call. Father, I just pray right now that there's just peace in the hearts of all of those who are under attack, both physically and spiritually, emotionally, mentally, in the land of Israel. Father, I pray your peace and your protection over all of the soldiers. Lord, may you move and may you deliver and may the whole world see that you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and of Israel in your name. Thank you, Todd. Um, Ryan Sanders, I almost forgot you. My pleasure. Can you hear me now? Yes, we do. Jonathan, first off, um, my heart, our hearts go out to you. And, and when Israel's hearts break, our hearts break. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of all the Christians that are on the, this call with you. And we are standing shoulder to shoulder with you. Though we may not be there present with you, we are uh, in our hearts and prayers standing with you. And um, I remember waking up to yesterday morning and just a barrage of text messages and emails and whatnot of what is happening in Israel. And uh, my heart did break. And I, um, we're with you. We're standing with you. And so we, I, I, I think of every, what's going on right now. I think of what Psalms 2 talks about, about why do the nations rage and I believe it's more than just the uh, what's going on in Gaza, the Palestinians. I think other coups are going on, and there's a promise of what what the scripture says in Psalms 2, that why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep pleasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. And I know that the Lord is a keeper of Israel, neither sleeps nor slumbers. And he says, he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. There's only one people group that he's talking about in one nation as the apple of his eye, his treasured possession. And it's the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. We're thankful that the Lord wrote us in that covenant, in that um, in that plan of of His family, the everlasting uh, covenant, and we stand with you shoulder to shoulder in our prayers and in our hearts. And Lord, we just ask, Lord of God, right now that you would be Israel's iron dome, no weapon, no, no nothing that can protect them more than you, Lord God, and your hand of protection. There are multiple scriptures that talk about your protection and love for the Jewish people and your beloved Israel. And so, Lord, we ask that you would give them that perfect shalom right now in this very hour, in this very minute, as they're looking up and looking up to the hills and, and saying, where does our help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth, the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
And you said you will keep him in perfect peace, perfect shalom, whose mind is, is on you and trust is in you. And Lord, we just lift up Jonathan and his family and his wife as they are pondering and thinking and concerned about their son and son-in-law, that you have them in the palm of their hand, along with their their other, the other defenders of Israel that are, are on the battle front right now, that you are going to be their front and rear guard. Your shalom and your banner over them is love, and you are with them every single step of the way. We say, Lord, have your way in this in this war. Let you be the judge. Let you be let you intervene in this matter. We trust you, Lord God. And just as the gentleman prayed before, that we don't trust in horses, chariots, rubies, or man. We trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. Lord, you are more than capable of of bringing the perfect outcome in this situation. But right now, Lord God, we pray that you would mend the hearts of those that have lost loved ones, that uh, are concerned about those that have been um, abducted, that are, are in hostage situations. Lord, we ask that you would divinely uh, intervene in rescuing them and bringing them home. Lord God, we, we are asking for that favor, Lord God. We believe that you're capable and you're faithful to do it. You've done it many times. We know that you'll do it again. So, Lord, bring that Thank shalom to Jonathan and his family and bring it to the hearts of the parents and um, the citizens Period. of Israel to know that their hope and peace and shalom comes from you and, and that you are faithful to complete it in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Brian. Uh, move over uh, and see our good friend Dan Coyne in uh, Washington State. Jonathan, thank you. And thank you for doing this uh, webinar for us. Thank you, Dan. God, Father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, hear our prayer and our plea for safety and security to be restored in Israel. For the hostages and their families, we declare your comfort and mercies upon them. I, I declare that your word is still true today and for all days so that we can trust that you are on the throne today as you have always been and that you are not surprised by any of the happenings, happenings in Israel this day, but that you will turn all of the evil unleashed in Israel today for good. We stand on this word, this promise today and every day. We declare that no weapon formed against Israel will prosper and that the fiery darts of the enemy will be returned on his own head. God Almighty, we declare these things in your name and we thank you for the state of Israel, for the Jewish people, and Lord, we stand with them in this time of trouble. Amen. And thank you. Pastor D, Pastor Dennis Hodges in San Diego. All right. Avino Malkenu, our Father, our King, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yisrael, we honor you this afternoon, tonight, and we bless your holy name. Father, I pray that you protect those who are in the midst of this escalation of violence. I pray you'll shelter, you will shelter your people from hurt, harm, and danger, and get families to safety and those who have been held hostage, and shield them with your shalom, shalom, your perfect peace and protection. 
Yehovah, although we don't know what will happen in Israel the next few days, we do know that you have protected them in the past and you are the God of the nation of Yisrael. You have protected them from enemies throughout history and you will not fail to do so now. So may we continue to lift up the nation of Israel to you and trust that you will set everything right with your righteous hand. And your word says in Isaiah 41 and 10. Father, we ask your richest blessing to be upon Jonathan and, and Natan and Yahil. And the psalmist tells us to pray for the shalom of Jerusalem, the peace of Jerusalem. So we pray for the peace for your chosen people of Israel and their beloved city today. We know that all things work together for the good for those who love you and are the call according to your purpose. So let your will, your way, and your word be manifested today. And, and again, Father, you're in charge. We know that you're sovereign and all things do still work together. Hasatan, we put you on notice in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Leave God's people alone right now. And as we stand with dominion, power, and authority, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and that which you are yet to do. Have your way now in this, even in this. We pray, O oh Lord. And, and you know, much as my flesh do not want to pray for Hamas, you said pray for your enemies too. So, Father, I stand on your promises and know that uh, you will work this out. We love you. We honor you and praise you. We love you. We honor and bless you. We love you, honor, and worship your holy, righteous, and sanctifying name. This is your service prayer as I present it before your throne room of grace and the matchless, self-sacrificing name of Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. We love you and praise you. In that name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor D. Um, so some of you who are old enough will remember the Monkees' famous song, Last Train to Clarksville. We're going to end in Clarksville, Tennessee with some of my favorite people. And a really lovely surprise. Autumn, Autumn Simmons, unmute yourself, please. There we go. Oops, sorry, I muted you by accident. Got to do it again. God, God, let us, let us, um, let us, um, help Israel, let them have. Um, some weapons that they need, and let and let them um be safe. And thank you for keeping them safe. And amen. 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 Autumn, do you want to introduce who your special guest was there? I was going to, but she she said she's going right into it. <laughs> this is Aubrey. Aubrey is six. And she's been, I told her a little bit of what was going on, just a little bit. And um, she wanted to pray over Israel and um, just sit on this call with you. And she's been asking to make sure that you're okay. And I told her that you are and that uh, we just have to continue to pray and do what we can over here um, in order to help. But um, I just, I made sure, one thing I want, people especially to understand and what I've explained to people over here who don't quite understand what's going on or the significance of what's going on 
um, is that any form of terror, any harm that is brought to anyone that is not military or what's considered a non-combatant, that is an act of terrorism to cause any sort of political change. That is what they're doing. That's what they are. And um, that should not be something that is celebrated or accepted anywhere by anyone. It does not matter where that where anyone comes from, where anyone lives, uh, what ethnicity anyone is. No one should be on the side of terrorism in any circumstance. So I just join in and agree with everyone um, as they prayed tonight and for me this afternoon, um, just over Israel and over protecting Israel and those who um, have aligned themselves with Israel. And it's just, I don't know, I'm deeply grieved. We've prayed in church and um, just because it's, it's, it's been a heavy day for a lot of people over here in the United States um, who have, we may not be from Israel, but biblically speaking, that like just history, you feel it. It's an attack on holy land. It's an attack on holy people. And um, it is just, we are deeply grieved over here. And um, I just, I will continue to pray and do whatever it is that I can do from where I stand. That's Thank all you. I have to. Thank you, Autumn. What, what, as deeply grieved as you are, I want to tell you, all of you, how deeply moved I am. And I owe an apology to my Jewish friends here. Um, and next time we do this, I'm going to make sure that I invite a lot more Jewish friends here, if only to hear the inspiration and the love that comes from all of you, our Christian friends. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for sticking around. Most of you have, um, uh, which is which which is indication that we're doing something right. When when you see people drop off events like this, as soon as there's the beginning of an ending. Um, that's, that's an indication that it's been fine. Um, I'm very pleased and grateful how many people have stuck around for this. Um, I want to apologize. There's so many of you and we could go on for a number, an, another number of hours with prayers. And I apologize for not inviting you all to do that, but I want to say this, um, not just because sadly, I believe that we're in for a, at least a multi-day, uh, conflict here. And there will be other occasions for prayer need for prayer. Um, updates, and and I will send you all the video for this, and I invite you to share it, but I'll invite you when I do another briefing sometime soon. Um, of course, join us. I, I, I'll, I'll give another update um, with what's going on, but invite that many more people, and we will have just different people praying. But um, even though we're not praying all together here today on this program, that doesn't prevent anyone from ending the program and getting on their knees or into their pray, prayer closets or wherever they want to pray and uh, and doing so. So I encourage that. Um, and I'm real grateful. Um, thank you all. Thank you all for, for listening and for being uplifting to me and all of all of the people of Israel. Um, God bless you. Hallelujah.